This week on Deep Space Pride, okay, Star Trek podcasts, we talk about some Star Trek news, talk a little bit about what we've been Star Trekking, and also review two episodes of Prodigy, Masquerade and Preludes. Thanks for joining us. Hey Johnson, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I am good. It was a very energetic salutation on my end. So it was, and uh, you know, my response was going to be like, "Hey, how's it going?" But usually, we stumble over that, so that was my dramatic <laughs> pause for that. So we didn't have to edit that again for the fiftieth uh, time, probably. Right. No, we should do another in-person one. It's been a while. We should, yeah, definitely. We should get um, drunk, eat some gummies, yes. and see what happens. Oh, gosh, eat some gummies. Yeah, I have some. Uh, I know you do. I know. Um, yeah. Yes, but we... Uh, don't we have some Romulan ale or something to open? Oh, I have Canar. Canar oh, wine. Oh, we yeah. Okay. They do now have ramen and ale, I believe, and uh, oh, okay. vodka. Um, oh, okay. So which, now they're starting to bust out the hard liquor. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know what. I mean, Romulan ale to me would be curacao, right? Curacao, probably. It's I don't blue, know. Right? I don't know my alcohols. No, no, no. But it's blue. So the only blue alcohol that I know of is cur- curacao or oh, curacao. Oh, I, I have no idea. I don't know. You've never had curacao? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Or it's a, it's a or it could be like vodka f- with food coloring. I don't know. No, it is not vodka with food coloring. But anyway, um, yeah, no. I my first experience of curacao was in was on spring break my senior year of college in okay. uh, Florida. So yeah, I don't think I know what curacao is. I mean, it's a blue liqueur. Liqueur. I don't know. Um, I don't. Not sure what the flavor I'll is. Be honest, I don't it's, even tell you know what an ale is. What's an ale? What's an ale? Uh, I mean, is it a beer? I mean, typically, yes. Right. In the, not in the Rhineland ale case, but an ale is a beer. It, yes, okay. I don't think that the Romulan ale is a beer. Right. Though. No. 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 But I don't know for for sure. I have no idea. It could be. I didn't. I didn't actually look that deep. I don't know um, into know the release of it. So I, I mean, it's obvious to our listeners now that we're you know we're not two alcoholics that know well, our you, alcohol. You like wine. You're into wine. I I very much so. Yes, right. I like wine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really into alcohol in general too much. I mean, I like cocktails, but that's it. Yeah, once in a while. I um. I don't drink beer anymore, really, for the most part, uh, because it bloats me and like it's you know not a good ex- not a good feeling. Mm, right. Um, I don't know if it's the hops or the 
whatever, but something it just doesn't vibe with my body. I don't very like well. the taste. No, I just don't like the taste of beer. So I didn't like the taste of beer until my senior year of college. Because I mean, what what else do college kids drink but like shit water beer, right? Like Schlitz and you know, not Coors. Well, Coors Light, I'm sure at some point. Um, but also like Bush Light was another another popular sure. um, beer in college for me, and um, I didn't like any of that crap. Did not mm. like any of that crap. Uh, right. In fact, my You're first meet. <laughs> no I, yeah i mean it just uh right from you know i didn't i didn't drink in high school so college was my first experience and i hated the taste of beer uh, until my senior year when uh killian's red came out which was sort of is. that's it's uh it's another type of beer i can't think of um the kind but um, it had a little bit more body and a little bit more taste and, uh, it was not, you know, water. Okay. So, um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, more recent times. So that was a long time ago. More um, recent times. more recent times. It's, uh, yeah, it's mainly wine that we drink here. Yeah. You guys uh, slash Prosecco is, yeah. Prosecco is wine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah. But I have no idea what Romulan Ale is to bring this back around. So, we'll have no, to do some I, research I and see This means we got to try is. it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Is it from the same people that do the Stroger Coins? I think so. I think it's, like, their whole, like, their line. The whole is yeah. Star Trek alcohol. Um, you know, and vodka is not that hard to make, uh, but... You know, obviously, there are a lot of different kinds of experience? vodka. What's that? Have you had experience had... making vodka? No, I no, I've never made vodka. No, I mean, I, it's not like you can just suddenly make it, make it. But I don't I know. Don't know. I don't know what's entailed. Um, I mean, you know, who knows? We didn't really love the Chateau, Pic- no. Chateau oh my God, Picard I about it uh it was not a great wine for and i and i like wine um i thought it was terrible i wanted to like spit it out i gave you the whole bottle i was like i don't want this yes you know i still have the bottle because i was gonna bring it back to you the empty bottle because that was like you should have me what am i gonna do with that uh put it on your shelf yeah right no as a bot you know i think that's a very appropriate like little I'm i'm not keeping the bottle don't give that <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. I, I don't need more tchotchkes. You don't have a lot of tchotchkes. I have tchotchkes already. I found oh, the goodness. pins that you gave me like yesterday. I was like rummaging. I was oh. doing some and I found some additional pins. Like there's a pride pin. And then there was like a. Yep. Is it a uh, Enterprise or Discovery pin or something? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, don't it's know. the Discovery pin that should go on your tree because it's an ornament. I was like, all this shit. <laughs> oh my word, that is an ornament. Put the put a string through the Discovery. There's a hole at the top. Actually, I've got to dig out mine and put it uh, on the tree as well. Oh now that God. I think of it, it's so much work. Um, it's not work. Stop. Actually, you know what? Then I'm gonna order you the Murph pin so that you have a second pin. To hang on on your tree I don't as need well. More pins. 
I'm good. They're not pin. In this case, these would be ornaments that you could actually sure. hang on your true tree. Sure. Right. So they come out for a month, and you put them in with all yeah, the I other guess stuff. Chalkies for the tree is fine. Like mm. that's okay. Yes. Because yes, you put it away, and you only see it yes. for a year. Correct. Yes. So you yeah. would be fine. Yes. And then so hang. Put, yes. So you need to hang your discovery pin, as do I, and then. (laughs) Yes, your favorite show. (laughs) Yes, favorite, favorite. Congratulations to Anthony Rapp and his fiance. I don't know if they got married yet or not, but they had they had a kid through surrogate. Oh, okay. Yes, Um, that's cool. Rye is the the young human's name so the young human's name is rye yes okay cool yeah so congratulations to him and to his husband congratulations fiance i cannot remember if they're married yet or I, not i don't know anything about his personal life so so we should go that. we should get tickets to go see his play though well, and see if we can be successful at doing it this time. Whereas we were, oh my god, we, we tried like three times. Or something I know, with like Mary to Wiseman. see Mary Wiseman. I know, that's so annoying. I know, I want her to come back. It's fine. I'm over it. Well, I mean, she can do another play, and we could ha- you was, know, go it, see it was her. So much effort. Like we went to so much effort. It was it, I mean, we went to a normal amount of effort. It was not extra effort. It was we tried just booking it like three times. Yes. And you I mean, it went there, and the last time you were there, and then they didn't even the email until it was like what forty yeah. minutes before or something. Yes, Whatever. that is true. Unacceptable. Yes. But that's not on her. I mean, I would want to see her. Actually, no, it's not on so. her. But it makes me not want to see any plays ever again. Okay, I mean, we're so we're not really Broadway. No, gays not, not to Broadway. be. You know, neither one of us are Broadway gays. Dennis is not a Broadway gay. We're no, we're not singing show tunes when we have dinners and things like that. Although that would yeah, be every time like I'm in the village and if anyone wants to go to Marie's Crisis, I'm like, good luck, have fun. I'm not going. I like no interest. For our listeners, the context is Marie's Crisis is a bar in the West Village of Manhattan, and yes, it's popular because there's basically like a piano. It's a piano bar. And they're always like just singing show tunes. Like that's the whole yes. shit. Yeah. And it's like my least favorite activity. So Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty non typical gays, I think. We don't uh we don't do much reality TV. Um, I used to watch I, a lot of Bravo. I don't know about you, but I used to watch I, tons I of mean, I watched a little bit of Bravo, but uh, you, we've never talked about Bravo since in the three plus years that I've known you. Uh, we've I never talked about Bravo. Before I met you, I used to watch like all the Real Housewives and like. Oh I my used word! To watch a lot of Project Runway, Top Chef. Um, yeah. But then I, During the I pandemic, kinda, we did watch a little bit of Project Runway. Dennis was watching it because I used to really like it. Like it was just so. Yeah, um, I've seen a few. I've seen a few episodes. Uh, some of it. But after a while, yeah. it starts to feel the same. It's like I get it. These people are talented, and you give them like one day to turn around and dress. I get it. 
you know. Yeah, I mean, we so we're not fashion gays either. <laughs> no, we're just so we're. I get we're we are literally just we're like nerdy gays. Nerdy gays, we yeah. really are. Yep, it's a subset that exists apparently. It's a small subset, though. I would say it's, smaller, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not very, it's yeah. Not we're not a larger. La- it's not one of the larger circles on the Venn diagram. That's, that's it. Is that. not. Yeah. yeah, definitely not. No, so. no. So, um, so that was news, right? Um, some sad news. Wait, what was the news that we just talked about? Anthony Rapp and his uh, fiance was that news? Husband. Okay, I guess so. That's fine. Yes, that was news. They had a, a child, um, Rye. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's news. Uh, more news is in the sad, sad news. category. Sad news is Christy Alley passed right. away. You're right. Uh, from she was a young. Friday, about 71. 71. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from cancer. cancer. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Sucks. Um, I like Christy Alley. Star Trek, Star Trek two made her career. I mean, started her career. I mean, it really, it did. It did. Yeah. I think, I feel cheers made her career. I think, yeah, more ma- mainstream. Yeah, absolutely. I remember her from Cheers. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, she was on but the, she was what, sort of like, te- it was like 10 seasons. It was like forever. Yeah, but was she it? wasn't on it the whole time. She, oh, she, she came in. No, she came in in the later seasons. Uh, because, oh, I didn't really watch Cheers. Yeah. Oh, I did. Um, but I can't talk about it now because I don't really remember other other than Ted Danson being in it and Woody Harrelson. Right. Um, you know, there. Uh, I can't remember the blonde who started the season, um, started the show. You know, so there's this just back and forth between the waitress and Ted Danson's character. And mm-hmm. then I think at one point when she left the show, Christy Alley came in and um, basically became the bar, like bought the bar or managed the bar or whatever. So. There's a new dynamic with the show then. But yes, I do would say that. Do they ever do scenes outside the bar? Uh, very few, I would say. Oh, they I did. Mean, okay. I, I don't I recall. mean, I don't remember. Actually, I can't re- recall I, off I, the top of my head. It's been a long I've, time. I've seen like four episodes of Cheers. Like I, I, I've never, I've never gotten to it. Oh, okay. I mean, I watched the, uh, I mean, I watched the whole show, but I don't remember it because we've had so many different shows beyond that so right um but yeah so lieutenant so anyway, she was 71 71 sad she did a great job playing savic and it was kind of a surprise to um to come back to star trek 3 with a whole new savic and that was sort right. of really strange and then there also being this like playoff between David and Savick, which mm-hmm. seemed to, you know, happen in that film or, you know, intimated that there was something happening behind the scenes. But, uh, and then um, this I learned, so this will lead into the next thing, but uh, I learned on Trexperts when they did the the last show that was available, which was the, uh, Star Trek two, three, four quiz. Uh huh. Um, that apparently Savick stayed behind on. This is the behind the scenes. I don't know if it's like it's obviously not quote unquote canon, but the reason why Savick did not go with the crew on the HMS Bounty in Star Trek four to go back to Earth 
was because supposedly she was pregnant with Spock's child. Oh. Um, so I that was heard about some, this. Not on I. I didn't remember I this uh, at all. Else. Mm. No. So of the whole Ponfar situation. Yes. So, but, so I had no idea about that at all. Yeah. Um, so I learned something new on Trek Spurts, but yeah. Speaking of uh, the Star Trek movies, today is the 31st anniversary of Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Oh. December yes, 6th. We, yeah. December 6th. Today. Yes, that is today. 31 years ago. Um, wow, 31 years ago. Gosh. Yes, correct. Correct. Hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. My second, my second favorite movie. Right. I know it's your your first. My favorite. Yes. Yes. Whereas Wrath of Khan is my favorite. I recall. Hence, hence um, the the love of Lieutenant Savick, who is kind of new and kind of like a entry point for a lot of a lot of people. She was sort of like the. Yeah, she wasn't a very Vulcan Vulcan. Was she half Vulcan or full Vulcan? Well, so there's, I, I don't know how canon or not canon it is, but she, I think she's half Romulan, half Vulcan. I don't know. Um, that sort of sounds familiar to me. So, mm. by the way, um, in you, you have a single white hair that is poking out of your head. Yeah, no. Uh, I know. Wow, it's like getting I'm old. like rogue from X Men. I have like one single white hair in the middle of my middle of my forehead. Is that all? That's the only one I can see. You're telling me that that's oh, the no, only I love the white, white hair. hair. I'm old, oh, man. Okay. Mike, I'm yes. old. All right, I'm getting there. We don't need to. We don't need to talk about being old. I'm getting there. I'm older yeah, than see? you. It's right here. Our viewers yes. can't see anything, but Mike can. It's like right here. Yep. Yep. Oh, it was standing out. It was like shining a light on the, the white hair. I think there are a few other ones. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dying. I don't, ha- I don't have that problem necessarily, obviously. Well, I yeah. I don't have hair. So. Well, you know what, Mike? Everybody dies. So. There you- Everyone dies? Everybody dies. Like, yeah. Is that like dies as in dead or dies as in D-Y-E-S dies? <laughs> well, in this case, it's both, I suppose. <laughs> I um, suppose so. Yes. Yeah. In, in, in my, in my headcanon, I'm talking about dies as in death. But Yes, you know. but it's more appropriate to talk about dies and are you going to dye your hair? I don't know. I have friends that do. Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I am occasionally vain, so I wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> You're occasionally vain. I wouldn't be surprised if I thought about more. Um, mm. But I mean, I don't know. I haven't really given it much thought. I'm open to going either way. Let's say that. Mm. Uh. But dying just seems like so much work. Like, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of work. I don't know. I don't know what I want. You know me. I hate doing, like, I hate exerting effort. (laughs) (laughs) You do. You really do. I'm surprised that we've been able to record 103 episodes of a podcast. Well, it also doesn't require me, like, walking or doing anything. Like, 
dyeing my hair would require me doing it myself, which is a lot of work, or going to like a barber or a salon every like what, like three weeks to get it dyed or something. What do you mean every three weeks? Because oh then gosh. your roots start showing, and then it's a little good. It starts to grow out. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I yeah, yeah. Think about I it. Don't remember, like yeah, I don't remember other people's dying schedule so yeah but you have know. to get at least your roots done because after three weeks there's like probably like half an inch showing or you know quarter of an inch showing not half an inch quarter inch um i, I suppose if you're yeah. um yeah yeah you know so right. that's a lot of effort that is and i love that we've gotten to hair dyeing through christy you're the, you the one that pointed out my white hairs uh, I did. It was it was quite obvious on the screen, so that's okay. why I had to call it out. Okay. Um, Thank you so, for your observation. You're welcome. Um, so condolences to Christie's family. Oh right, yes. On her yes. passing. Um, Very much. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so Mike, was was there any other Star Trek news? I don't, those are the big things that I've seen. I mean, you know, you brought up the anniversary of Star Trek six. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I know. Been... Ooh, go ahead. I do know that there is uh, a new Star Trek novel by David Mack coming out next oh, Tuesday. I got so many of them. There haven't been actually the, the, you like, I keep on looking forward to more Star Trek novels and uh this one is the only one that's like been i don't know three four months it's an original series story um also set in the vanguard universe which was another like novel only spin-off series that um i think dayton ward kevin Dilmore and uh, David Mack all wrote for that. They wrote alternating books for this series, Vanguard. Um, so that's coming out next um, next Tuesday. So I'm excited about that. Okay. Um, some Prodigy books are coming out, I think, in January. Oh my god. Um, I wonder but how also big. Prodigy D- Prodigy DVDs are coming out in January as well. DVDs, oh I know, right? Oh so they can't they can't even like get out like a Murph plushie, and they like they're like busting out DVDs for <laughs> DVDs. all the teenagers <laughs> that have the DVD players. I, I oh, whatever. Oh, uh, that's and hilarious! Books, like, come on, I just don't. I don't really know. I mean, like. I don't think Prodigy has like the widest audience. Like it, it's it's smaller. Um, I just don't know. Books are like I mean, sure, but I don't know. See, I would disagree with you on the the um, Prodigy audience because I think that it um, covers the gamut of the audience. Like, I don't. I just don't see much on like. I think what I'm also gauging it by is like. And this is how some people are trying to gauge like streaming platforms because there's no like centralized way of doing it is mm-hmm. like looking at like conversation and chatter and coverage. And there's just not a lot of people talking about Prodigy. Like, you know, like people would still, okay. there aren't many people talking about Prodigy. Um, 
And uh, it's not like, I mean, I'm occasionally on TikTok. I'm not seeing all the, you know, prodigy videos from these teens, you know, like, I, I don't know, right. you know, like, so obviously people like, people watch prodigy like prodigy, but I don't know how small this or large this echo chamber really is, you know? Uh, I see. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good, really good question. I don't know. I also feel like it's sort of like uh, that that TikTok generation isn't necessarily the audience. I think it's like the Every 10 and under on TikTok. Right. So I'm saying that, you know, the, uh, the audience of Prodigy is like 10 and under. So not a teenager, 10 and under, and then like 30 and under. over. I think it's more like tween and teen. Tween is like like nine to twelve, like, and then you know you have your thirteen and fifteen year olds. I don't know. It was like eight year old, eight year olds. As well. I don't know. I don't know. I feel I feel this old too young for Prodigy. Like it, honestly, sometimes Prodigy is confusing, and I'm an adult. Like you know, even like the the whole like preludes. Like I had to like think about it for a minute. I'm like, there's so much like Tommy whiny shit. Like, it, you know, like would an eight year old get it? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially in prelude. Yeah. The end of preludes where we learn quite a bit about what's. I mean, I got, I got it. Like I get it, but it's kind of like, you're asking a lot from an eight year old. If you're like trying to get them to understand all this shit. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's a fair point. Yeah. I don't know because like the broader Star Trek fan base, I'm not sure all of them are watching, you know, like it doesn't have the same, it's not in the discourse as, say, Lower Jaxes, you know, if we had to compare mm. it to another anime series. Like, I just don't really see, like, that much coverage about it. Like, even on, mm-hmm. like, other than, like, Track Movie and, like, maybe, like, you know, a couple other Star Trek sites. I don't really see people talking about it. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. So, I, I guess I so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. My either. point is making a, like writing a book is like potentially asking for a lot. Like at least get the, get the, get the fucking Marth plush out, you know, like, please. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that they're missing the, the buck on, um, the Murph plush. Um, you know, and I think actually it would go really well with a good, like rock talk plushie as well. Sure. You know, um, go for the really big character and the really small character. So, yeah. But alas, they are not capitalizing on this. And, uh, you know, I I actually didn't check on eBay how much the Murph plushies are going for. But I think when I checked, it was something. But this is like shortly after. It was like, I think, 90 something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't recently, though. Well, so that pretty much covers the news, right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, there's not not much else happening. Uh, we so. have... Well, I mean, we we've been talking about it, but we did finally have our our stint on Traxburgs last week. We did, yes, yeah. we did. We did record. Yeah, it was a great time. Actually, I had a really good time uh, yeah. with uh, with Davey and Joe. And uh, yeah, I was like, what's the well, other guy's name again? Because I didn't remember. Thank you for remembering. Of course, that's what I'm here for. Remembering human names yeah. for you, data that you know. Um, yeah, it was fun. What though. was I gonna say? Yeah, that was a good, really good time. Yes, and, and then I, I did. No I did end up going. You did better than you thought you would. So 
Yes, no spoilers, though. Yes. Yep. Yes, I did. I am uh, proud of my performance. Yeah. How, and I think uh, it could have done... I think it you? could... Um, not that buzz, really. Okay. I mean, I did, I did almost drink a, I drink, drank like three quarters of a bottle of wine. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. But I was fine. I mean, I really was fine. Wow. Uh, I mean, it was just a bottle of white wine, my standard. Um, but I, uh, and then I ended up going to that party for a little while after. Oh, right. The holiday party and the holiday like- party. You were like, I get me out. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, well, one, I, I really encouraged myself to go, even though I didn't want to, because I was kind of tired. It had been a long day, and then we just podcasted for like almost two hours. And, I know it was long, um, and I was kind of like tired. But I did force myself to be social and go out. And then I got there, and I knew no one there, right? Um, except for the host. And so that was a little weird. And then I was, and I did can't believe you stayed like an hour. <laughs> I stayed an hour because I started talking to this really nice, uh, straight couple. And yeah, we had, we had some good conversation for a while and they were getting ready to leave and I was ready to leave because Dennis was all out for a work dinner. So I knew I needed to get back to take Hamish out. So um, it's things like that where there are certain points that I regret all the life choices that I've made up to that point. It's like, I can't (laughs) believe I'm here. I regret everything. And I wish I could just teleport myself to a different location. You know, no, I, you know, yes, I think, I think one, that's my perspective. (laughs) We're, 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 so you're, well, I'm an introvert for sure. Uh, I know you claim to be an introvert. I think you're more of an ambivert. I think you go between the two. Yeah, but I'm still more of an introvert than an Yes, introvert. I think in unfamiliar situations, you are definitely the mm-hmm. introvert. But, I mean, when you're with your groups of friends, you are definitely not an introvert. That's different. Um, yeah. And you have a lot of friends. So, sure. Uh, yes. Um, so anyway, yes, but yes, in a situation like this, you know, I mean, it sounds like I'm it glad- fine, right? It was fine, yeah. I mean, yes, and I, you know, I wanted to go. I mean, I did, you know, I went and you know, had an okay time, and you know, it's just, yeah, it's always nice to have someone there, at least one person that you know, and right to like barnacle uh, onto, yeah, essentially, yeah, sort of start the conversation and then hopefully they're a little bit more connected to the group and they, you know, bring other voices in and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, Hey, when we went to Vegas and Chicago, I, I gave you the heads up. I'm like, I'm going to barnacle onto you. Yes. And you did. Yes. I you did. very much did. Yeah. You very much did. And yeah. also Comic-Con definitely barnacle. <laughs> yeah. You were like afraid of I was being like, oh, lost. You? <laughs> Afraid of being lost in the <laughs> jungle of Comic Con. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not only so in this in yes at Comic Con it was not only not not only was line of sight necessary. I had to like hold hold on to you. 
continuously. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, when we met up with Yvette, that was funny because she was like, kept on like looking at you like you're weird <laughs> like he's you're clinging on to me for dear life <laughs> yes um yes whatever i'm ashamed uh, no yeah you, you definitely do not um yeah i mean it's good that it's good that we never go out together and are both single otherwise everyone <laughs> would think that we're together because the way that you barnacle on to me is um yeah. is very funny so neither one of us would meet any, if we well, were it's both totally platonic it's just you know i, I oh yeah absolutely i need to be touching you all the time basically <laughs> yes <laughs> continuous contact uh, so yes yeah. uh but yeah, so we did our track sports thing. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And you were inspired um, to rewatch a few things, right? So this leads us. I was, to yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I rewatched um, Emissary. And I actually really want to watch rewatch Deep Space Pride again. Uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, Deep <laughs> this Space is Nine. Deep Space, oh, Space Nine. I'm sort of, yeah, because, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, I mean, I, I could go through it and pick and choose episodes, I guess. Um, that would be fine. Um, I mean, there are very uh, few bad episodes, so that is true. Yeah, that is true. So, um, yeah, it would be, you know, but getting through that first season is sort of tough. And then at some, you know, at some points it's a little, the first season you know, is not that bad. No, it's not horrible. It's just, you know. And there are really it's a really slower one. Yeah, no, there are. Yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, I was in. Uh, I'd watched Prodigy, then or I can't remember what order I watched these all in. But I watched Prodigy, then I watched Emissary, and then I watched Ghosts of Illyria. And, and before that, you rewatched Generations. And before that, I rewatched Generations. Yeah, it's been a um, while since I seen Generations. Yeah. I like Generations. Um, I mean, it's not like the best, but something about it. I don't know. I like Generations. Yeah. I mean, for me, I really do like Generations. I like Generations. Um, Obviously, it's not the best of the next generation movies, but I mean, First Contact is really impossible to beat Mm -hmm. uh, in that regard. So, but I like Generations because I am an old, I'm an original series movie fan. So, one, Mm -hmm. Star Trek one through six, I, really enjoy you know i mean i enjoy obviously some of them better than others but um so for me generations really does span like does do what it's meant to do which is span the generations bring them together and um it's sort of a movie handoff it is a movie handoff to the next generation crew so yeah um so yeah and it also fills in the gap with the enterprise b a little bit the launching of enterprise b sure yeah and um you know things like that so yeah um and it's got you know a little bit of christmas in it so you can't can't fault a little (laughs) little bit of christmas there and a reason for me to want to watch or rewatch generations but sure there's some christmas okay well i mean you know um so yeah i mean you yeah 
And obviously you see the death of the Enterprise D, which is sad, but mm-hmm. um Yes. So there. Yeah, um, no, I, I really like Generations. Yeah. Yeah, so I've done some Star Trekky stuff and you know, I pre ordered David Mack's book, so that'll be in my audiobook queue for next Tuesday, which will be great. And um yeah. And maybe I will continue to watch Deep Space Nine. You should. You should watch more DS9. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what's next on my rewatch list, but might need to think about that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I've, I'm watching some other non-Star Trek stuff, but we're not going to go into off-topic this oh week. Oh, my God. So. Oh, I watched so um, much non-Star Trek stuff. That was a big yawn. Yeah, and thank you, thank you, Johnson, for yawning into our podcast. So, you know, if, if our audience wants to drop off now, uh, I'm here and I'm Johnson, present. Johnson is clearly bored. No, I'm just um, tired. It's been a long day. But sure, um, sure. no, yes. I, uh, I I've been rewatching, not rewatching. I've been watching a lot of non-Star Trek. So, you know, we don't need to talk no. about all those shows. Like, no, we don't. Yeah. Like, but the funny thing too is, you know, the last time we recorded, we did not know about the future of Prodigy, right? So right after we recorded, right, because we didn't they, know what they were gonna do. Yeah, so right afterwards, we like literally the next day, I think that from our last recording, uh, yeah. we got, uh, which was two weeks ago, actually, right. the They're next not day, the people informed. No. So we had no idea that there was going to be, they were going to drop the next five episodes. So rounding out season one. So we are going through the final five episodes of Prodigy for season Mm -hmm. one. And then then I'm assuming we're going to have a break because that seems to make sense time-wise. Yeah, we'll have like a one-month break, basically. Yeah. And then we're... um, then we are uh, Picard season three. So Which I have hopes for, but you know, I don't know. Yes. It's always hard to say. I mean, well, we're going to watch now, it. Based upon another recent interview, it's like, oh, maybe there will be more connections to DS9 that we thought we would get and Voyager that we would get. So mm-hmm. that's potentially exciting. Yeah. yeah. But yep. until I see what it looks like, I'm holding judgment. Sure. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. Well, in that six weeks, uh, will we will we rewatch season two of Picard? You probably will not. <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> that is um, not on my list. I might watch a few of the episodes to just kind of get a like to warm up for the new season, but we'll see. Yeah. Who knows um, what January is going to bring. So might be dead. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. Well, I'll be, I'll be 41. So you will be 41. Yeah. And then it's all over. That's oh my word. Yeah. All over. We've now gone from yawning to death again. And Yes. It's very typical. It's uh I mean it I mean it is it is standard operating procedure for our conversations throughout the days usually, yeah. but um not so often during our uh podcasting as much. <laughs> but 
Uh, apparently, that's what we're getting this week mm-hmm. as we approach yes. the end of the year, which, um, yeah, is uh, fastly approaching. I know. It's really soon. It's all over. Well, next yeah. week, I'm excited. I'm excited for something, actually. I am going to go see Mariah Carey perform her Christmas album at MSG. So, Oh, look at you. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like Mariah Carey. I think she's amazing. And she has a great Christmas album. I can listen yeah. to constantly. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think I knew this fascination with Mariah Carey about you. So. Okay. It's not really, I wouldn't describe it as a fascination. I just think that she's pretty great. So <laughs> I, don't know. Sure. I, I wouldn't describe it as a fascination. That's a little weird. It's like it makes it. It's not it an obsession. Like, like stalker. When so. did you start listening to her album? Was it the day after Thanksgiving, or was it before Thanksgiving? It was, no, it was the day after Thanksgiving. I thought about listening to it like right after Christmas, but I was right after Thanksgiving. I calmed myself down after oh, or after uh, Halloween. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, after Halloween. Yeah, November. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yes, you are. Uh, there's a little bit. I stick with my original word of fascination. So there is a fascination. No, but I taught myself her. down from that. And that wasn't just Mariah. That was like Christmas music in general. I so, see. Yeah. Miss, Mr. Thanksgiving. Um, it's the best holiday. Is, at least I think it's the best holiday. Um, listening to Christmas music in huh? November. That would probably be even better. Like listening to Christmas music in November. Yeah, because then it's like the whole month versus just like the last week, you know. <laughs> no. So it makes sense. There you go. Yes, I guess so. Cool. I well, guess so. Why don't we talk about Prodigy and okay, episodes let's do that. that. Review. Cool. Yeah. John Billingsley, Phil Flox, Hollywood Food Coalition here. Guess what? Trek Talks 2. It's happening. You asked for it. You got it. January 14, eight hours of premium Star Trek entertainment. Amazing guests. Mad Capri. Insightful social commentary. Musical interludes. Support HoFoCo. Check us out at HoFoCo.org. Helping people in need for almost 40 years. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the 14th of January at TrekTalks.net. Live long and mark your calendars. Again, TrekTalks.net. All right. Well, first up is Masquerade. And I am trying to remember this episode, which I watched over Thanksgiving when I was hanging out with my mom um, in Staten Island, along with probably Pete Davidson. Um, And (laughs) name dropping. That's awesome. Yeah. Mom and Pete Davidson. That's right. All the name drops. I mean, I don't think there's anybody else from Staten Island that's noteworthy, but whatever. I'm sure there are. Um, but yeah, Mike, what did you think about this episode? Well, I'm trying to remember it as well. Um, I mean, as a whole, the whole thing is Tao discovering. I, you know, r- yes, right. So yeah. there is that whole piece of. I, I think that was a huge reveal uh, of the episode. 
Murph is Murph is active and changed, right? Right. Um, so we've got Murph, the little person who's causing causing havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from aside from the fact that I can't believe that a Federation starship is just you know driving around the neutral zone without causing right. a lot of ruckus, interstellar and, war. Yeah, interstellar war. Um, I that's I think my the most challenging piece of this for me. Um, uh, you know, it's great to to learn about Dal and to have him kind of go through this. I, you know, learning about himself and then acceptance of himself by the end, right? Um. Oh, and so we have Okana, kind of right. like. Hit. Yeah, usurping him as the captain uh, gas starring role right you know he's sort of usurping attention um and uh even dal is having uh having what's the word i'm looking for uh having fantasy no he's having fantasies about Okana oh, being like, sucked out of like, uh, right. airlock yeah so i thought that was kind of funny um yes um so there's some jealousy on his part and the one thing that stands out for me in that episode is that um you know as they're after he's gone through the genetic modifications and they're going back up the space elevator Mm -hmm. um uh gwyn says to him you know you're not you're not going to be as good as Okana is, you're going, you're actually better. And I thought that was a really nice moment between, uh, Gwen and, and Dal. Sure. Uh, you know, so I thought that was nice. Yeah. I thought that that was, um, yeah. You know, cause you know, there is, you know, there's a little bit of sparks there, I think, or there's a connection. They they definitely have a connection. It always has been between Dal and Gwen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I other than, oh, and then so towards the end, right, we have the torpedoes going right. to destroy. Like, so that was what was, I was like, where is Voyager? Because <laughs> they're obviously <laughs> right. outside the neutral zone. Yeah. But to be able, for them to be able to pinpoint specifics, as to what is happening with the pro star is a little bit of a reach for me. And for them to be able to just fire photon torpedoes into the neutral zone without (laughs) the Ronalds being all over them. I'm kind of like, yeah, right. uh, What's happening? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah, there's a few things that I think are uh, more, more that are harder for us to right. accept as adults watching this. As adults who scrutinize. Oh my God. So I got, um, speaking of logic issues yesterday, I was just like on YouTube and I came across, um, it was, a it was an episode. It was, an episode, it was, it was a video about discovery and the turbo shafts. <laughs> 
Oh no! And I was like, it bothered me so much. I started watching like thirty minutes of like people like breaking down turbo shafts on on Discovery and the Enterprise and how little sense it makes. And they were saying basically, if what we're seeing on screen in the season three finale of Discovery is real, like it actually should, like the Discovery should be like. 55 decks tall or something like that. <laughs> it was like, ridiculous. Like, yeah. The scale of it needs to be that large in order for what yes. we're seeing to even make sense. Like, yeah. in, like in terms of the amount of space that we're seeing in that finale. And like, I don't understand. I just don't understand. And of course you have these, you're, you're, you know, the thing about Star Trek that I think is, uh, feature and a bug is that you have all these fans that are like very much fixated on like the science and the realism of, you know, it's not star Wars because star Wars doesn't bother with the science. They don't care. Right. Like they don't care about the science. It's about, it's almost like fantasy. Like star Wars is almost, it's almost fantasy. Like the star Trek, they try to like make it as realistic and seemingly possible as much as they can. Um, which is why so much so that they have a scientific advisor. Yeah, it's like bitch, on the you, show. Like, something about this, like you know, like dimensional like, uh, space. Like why, like turbo shaft? That makes no sense. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. much more egregious though than this. What we're talking about in regard to the you know the Dauntless being able to pinpoint exactly where the motor <laughs> yes. is. That's actually not yeah. as bad, like compared to Discovery. So I guess. Everything is relative, anyway. Not to go on a yes. tangent, but wow, there we that was a that was a major tangent and yeah. one that if if anyone has been listening to us for a while, we have talked about before. Talking, yeah, it's groundbreaking, as Miranda Stacy <laughs> yes. would say. But I do think that you know we <laughs> as older fans do scrutinize these things and we think about the logic yes. of it. I mean, if you're a yeah. kid, you probably like, whoa, 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 whoa. like, you know, you're probably not, you doesn't bother, doesn't bother you. It's like, sure, they, you know, it's like, yeah, they can't be right there, but you know, they're maybe like a little far away, and they can like just figure it out. Yeah. Yep. No. Uh, it's definitely yeah. But again, you know, you just kind of have to accept it for what it is, and yeah, it's fine. It, it's not that bad. Yeah. It, it only bothered me for like, I think two minutes and I was over it because I don't even think it bothered me until now. Like, oh. I don't think until we talked about it. Oh no, totally. Did it bother me when I was watching? Oh, okay. I don't think I was paying it. I don't think it, I, it bothered me during the watch, but then all okay. that was washed away when it was revealed <laughs> that Ensign, whatever her face is, is a Von Ducat. And I was like, what the fuck? Yes. Essencia. Uh, there we go. Essencia. Yes. I was like, what? Yep. That was a twist, man. I didn't see that. That was coming. a twist. Uh, that, that was coming. a twist. Yep. I was like, <gasps> I was like an audible gasp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I would agree that that's sort of the, you know, and that's actually the, you know, the, I think. The source of the title of the episode, right? Because I don't yeah, really right. think it applies to anything that's going on with the actual pro, uh, Proto Star crew, right? Uh, yeah, I well, think it, no, I think with Dow a little bit because, like, with the whole like you know genetic modification thing, he was trying to be someone that he wasn't really. 
you know, okay. All right. Yeah. Be true to himself mm-hmm. because of, yep. you know, his insecurity. Right. So he wanted to like, yep. you know, put on a mask as it were. As yeah. To, okay. You know, I see. Yeah. Insecurity. All right. Fair enough. So I think it makes sense. Okay. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. I do like these, uh, these, uh, project titles that have like multiple layers to them, including mm-hmm. the next, the next episode as well. But yeah, uh, I, I did like this episode. I thought that the whole Dow stuff was great. I thought all his friends banged together to reassure him that they loved him just as he was, was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're inspired to talk a little bit about the whole genetic modification thing, augmenting. Um, and that potential discussion around, I mean, like, and I think it is interesting how, you know, like the, the larger implications of him being an augment and if he will either be accepted into Starfleet Academy or like, you know, like what, what the deal is there. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And we don't have to get into too much, but I think the, um, you know, so I watched this episode, I watched ghosts of Illyria, which also talks that, you know, the Illyrians are, you know, genetically modified species. So, uh, or have chosen to modify themselves to, to, you know, for whatever reasons. Um, but in this, in, in that case as well as Spock and um, as Spock hypothesizes, he does not have fact, but he hypothesizes that that those beings that saved him and Pike on the planet were actually colonists mm-hmm. who were going back. And then I think you know I think there's some some information on that scroll that he does take with with them. Yeah, the big scroll thing that um, might thing. Yeah, and actually watching this and then going back to thinking about the finality of finality, the finale of Strange New Worlds, um, that scroll I almost feel could come in handy uh, for um, Una's defense or however you know, mm-hmm. however uh, we get her out of that. Which I'm assuming that we're going to. I mean, maybe I could be I'm wrong. We're going to, yeah. Um, but we'll we'll have to see, um, see what happens. But um, there's a season I am looking forward to. That is um, that is a show that I am looking forward to. Yeah, I'm excited. Season two of Strange New Worlds. Um, we don't have a date yet, but you know that's funny because I I thought that we kind of surmised or that it was hinted at that it was going to come after Picard. I think that would be even fans, but I don't think anything's been announced yet. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Some reason that I thought that there was, like I mean, they hint. wrapped production before discovery did. So I imagine that they're well. Oh yeah. Posed. I mean, Oh yeah. No. Uh, the, uh, yeah. I would think that they're very well into post. At this I mean, point. we're like talking the, about like, by May, I, I feel that they would be able to have it ready. But I, oh yeah, no, I, I guess I felt like th- maybe one of the previews we saw um, didn't it hint at spring of twenty twenty three. I don't. I feel like there was something about spring of twenty twenty three. But anyway, hmm. so anyway, this whole idea of genetic augmentation or augments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a lot of it in in this episode, Ghost of Illyria, episode three of Strange New Worlds, but it also kind of comes back to Dal. And so the, the suddenly there was this article um, on Trek Movie, I think it was, mm-hmm. that talked about, um, you know, is genetic manipulation or engineering the last great prejudice of the Federation? Mm-hmm. And by great, not meaning like, positive great but like big mm-hmm. um so uh, you know i'm i'm intrigued by this discussion because i think that you know originally when the original series and space seed was kind of announced probably the you know genetic engineering was in its infancy or even its protozoic stage i don't know <laughs> okay um you can you're the scientist not me um but I, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, it, it felt like a threatening thing back then. And, you know, to some extent, full, you know, full on like manipulation of your genome for for whatever reason outside of like health and things like that seemed to be maybe the area where... Um, or we're still unsure about genetic engineering, but I don't know. You're the scientist. What are your, do you have some thoughts on this? You're, you know, um, I always thought it was odd that there's this basically societal wide ban across the Federation when, you know, the, the eugenics wars really just happened on earth before the Federation, way before the Federation was even founded. So I, I don't really get why, I don't really get why it's it's like the entire, you know every planet that joins the federation it's outlawed you know it's a little bit much it, it seems a little bit much so I think that that has always been a curiosity to me I mean I don't personally like I I don't really have you know I'm I'm the kind of guy you know I'm like put a chip in me I'm like ready like you know I, I'm I'm kind of ready <laughs> yeah. for science to kind of just bring us to the next level. Um, so I don't really have too many qualms when it comes to the ethics around science. Um, obviously there are certain boundaries, I think just from a do no harm standpoint, but I think that, you know, like genetic modification, um, I think I personally don't have any issues with it. I have no issues with like stem cell research, things like that. Um, so I'm pretty kind of like personally open-minded about that stuff. So to me, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I'm personally pretty open to it when it comes to an issue in Star Trek. It's interesting, but I'm also kind of like, it's so like the kind of genetic modifications that they're talking about is so far off right now from what we are capable of that it's kind of just like, you can probably you can probably see it as like an analogy for something else, you know, like or whatever. Mm. I actually don't think it's that interesting, like personally as a topic. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, sure, they can get rid of it, or they can. I can see both sides of it. It's like, sure, whatever. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah. I just think it's you know, it's an interesting. Yeah, it's not. It's not in the forefront of our. L- daily discussion. Yeah, of, it's not like and it's not like so obviously 
analogous, right? It's not like that, like, TOS episode where they're on a planet and, like, the you know, half the people have, like, black on the left side and white on the right side. Oh, yeah, and, like, right, yeah, Whatever yeah. that, what is that? What was the name of the episode? Uh, I believe it's Let This Be Your Last Battlefield or something. Oh, yes, you're correct. Let This Be Your Last Battlefield. So it's, like, that's kind of interesting because it's, like, it's, you know, Star Trek has never been particularly subtle. So it's like, okay, you know, I get what they're trying to go for. And I understand the analogy that they're trying to draw here and the commentary that they're trying to say. But when it comes to like genetic augmentation, I'm kind of like, I don't really know, like, is, is there like commentary on that? Like, you know, is, you know, is what kind of commentary can we draw on that? It's like, you know, don't, you know, I guess it's like, don't defy nature, I guess, something. But, like, I don't know. I, it's not as, like, it's, it's not for me, it's not so easy to make that association to kind of, like, our, our present day, like, prejudices and, like, you know, like, predispositions as a society. So I'm kind of like, meh. You know, it's just so far, it feels so far removed, I suppose. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. Uh yeah, I just thought it was interesting to to me to have watched Prodigy and then just to pick up on Ghosts of Illyria and just watch it, watch that episode, and then suddenly see the article. I was like, oh, interesting. And we we really don't have a thirty second century version of that in Discovery yet, so no, not yet. Um, so we don't know where it's kind of evolved. Well, to at I that mean, you point. can kind of say that, like, with um, I, it's not like a one to one, but the whole thing with gray and his golem and call oh, being yeah. like, yeah, you can make whatever you want. You know, it's kind of, I mean, kind of is that, you uh, know, if you think yeah. about it, like you're putting like a sentient being into a body of their choosing and they can basically, he's going to make himself, you, he, he couldn't get himself like three legs if he wanted to, you know, I suppose like, you know, nothing would have stopped him. Um, so I feel that like that is, maybe the closest analogy that we have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So potentially by then it's no problem. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like whatever. No big. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see if that comes up in the next season at all. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that was, yeah, that's something that came out of that and um, out of watching those two episodes and, and whatnot. But um, anything else on masquerades that you want to talk about? Is it masquerades or masquerade? I masquerade. guess it's masquerade. Um, I think the other thing that came out of this episode was Rock Talk kind of fully embracing her love of science and just being like, yeah, work can be security. I'm just going to kind of focus on, I'm just going to go over here and focus on science. Um, and kind of being true to what she wanted to do. Yeah. No, that's, no, uh, that's, that a, yeah. That was the other thing. Good for. And there are some, I mean, we don't need to get into it, but there are, I think there are a number of Easter eggs when you look at that, um, that display of what Dow is made up of. Like there's a little bit of, there's like, there's like human, I think Kazon, Klingon, Vulcan, obviously, species A472. 
Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. This is A472 is in there. Oh, okay. Um, Proto Organian hmm. was one. Do you hear about this? Huh. Like, no, I did not. It's like the Organians, but like pre Organians, the pre. The pre-non-corporeal versions of the Organians, I suppose. I guess so. Huh, um, interesting. So there's huh. some like some in there, which is it's like oh, it's kind of interesting. Interesting. No, did not uh, pick up on any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, cool. no, I think I think I, I like this episode. I, I I think it was it was strong, and it definitely left us on a cliffhanger. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Shall we uh, talk about preludes next? Yeah. Yeah. I can start with this one. Um, I, again, Star Trek is not subtle. We begin the episode with Janeway listening to a Chopin piece. That's, it's like prelude in, it's like, it's prelude number four or something. I, I, that's literally the name of the piece. It's like, got it. Like, you know, here we go. And uh, I really like this episode. I mean, it was kind of, I, I texted you, I was texting you about this. It's kind of an info dump, but mm-hmm. I thought that it gave us a lot of good backstory between, and it was interesting the way they set up. It was almost like kind of like short stories. You know, it was like really just like, yes, it was a yep. series of short stories. And um, yeah, I thought it was done well. I feel that it, they could have, weave some of those backstories into other episodes. They didn't have to give us like one episode with all the backstories, but it still felt better than, you know, like whoever, Lieutenant, what's his face? Like Bryce? Is it Bryce or the Asian guy on Discovery? Let me stop you all in the middle of this emergency and tell you my sob story of my upbringing. And, uh, that know, wasn't. That was not just Reese. That was, that was you know. Reese. No, no. I'm just saying, like one example. It's like, oh uh, yeah. Red Mul- Alert, I need to tell you about my story. <laughs> it's like it's like better than that. It's like here at least they're like they're fixing stuff and they're like waiting for the protocol the the portal drive to charge and it's like yeah. Why don't you have sharing time? You know, it makes more sense. Than what we yes. got in Discovery season four. Let me let me just say that. Um, <laughs> and now I feel like I need to go back and be like, because I feel it's like particularly pronounced on season four. But I'm like, has this happened before? Like, is this consistent? Like, because season four is bad. It was just so, it was a lot of that. In any case, I'm not going to get up on my Discovery soapbox because I would never get off. But this was better than that. It made contextual sense. They were like in a room together or they're fixing things together or waiting for the pro drive, whatever they were like sharing time, you know, makes sense. Um, but I do feel that, you know, it would have been, it would have sort of show a little bit better to have given us a little bit more of that, like scattered throughout like the past 16 episodes, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but I really did like the, the finally the info dump on the whole the whole Valnukat situation and Prodigy, not Prodigy, the Pro Star having arrived in the future, fifty plus years in the future, 
and then weaponizing it. And then we know what happened to Chakotay. Chakotay's in the future now. We know this. We know where he is. We know where he is. He's like yes. in the, I don't know, the 2430s or something, basically. It's but he's on, this, he's on this planet. He's on this he's planet. He's on their home planet, which I don't remember Solum. the name of. Solom. Solom. Okay. So not only is he in the future, he's on a planet that hasn't been discovered yet. So I, I have a prediction. I'm raising my hand. Prediction that <laughs> okay. the first half of season two is going to be about trying to get to Chakotay. They're gonna, it's going to be a Chakotay rescue mission. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I think by the end of this season, I feel that there's, I feel they're going to find a way to like, you know, like figure out the whole weapon and free the crew of suspicion that they are, you know, they're, they're criminals. Um, but I feel next season is going to be, I don't know if like, because the, 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 the crew, the, the prodigy crew still needs to like, they still need to be in command of the protostar. So I, you know, it's not, I don't think they're all just going to go to Starfleet Academy. That'd be kind of weird. Um, so I don't know, is it like maybe like the real Janeway is on the protostar and like somehow she's working with them to like go to the future? I don't know. I feel there's like, I feel um, there's something, something there. Okay. I feel that. That's interesting. I feel I'm, like we're going to go on a Chipotle okay. rescue mission next season. Okay. Interesting. Um, I did not think about that. So... That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, what did you think um, about this episode? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the stories about the crew. Uh, you know, getting Stop to know where. And let me tell you my story. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna <laughs> yes. do that in a very inappropriate time. Oh, gosh. Like, I need to share. Sorry. Stop everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Yes, yeah, so <laughs> now you've got me all like messed up because of that. Um, so let's see. So we have Rock Talk's story about the monster being the monster. We have uh, Zero's abduction. Mm-hmm. What else do we learn? Jenkins Pog. Oh yes, Jenkins Pog story. Thing. Yeah, the the Tellerite sleeper ship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I don't understand where the sleeper ship was going. Like he I don't said know either. Launch pre Federation, fine. But where the where were where were they headed? I, I don't know. And yeah, it was only I don't like know. People. It wasn't like a generation ship where they were gonna seed a new planet. That's not enough people to like you know start a new civilization. So I'm right. like, where where are they going? Yeah, um, like and my speed. so my difficulty not with is not with that. It's with the fact that he has to leave the ship because he is like the difference between 29 and 30 is so right, so big that he will um, him being off the ship will save the ship. Um, yeah, I was like trying to do the math there. Hmm. I was like, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's probably the least uh, clear um, 
piece of this <laughs> this story in this episode. So um, yeah, uh, so there's that. Uh, did we did we see Dread Dreadnought in last in Masquerade or yeah, at the very end? Because once at the very end, then Essencia reveals herself right before she, she reveals yeah. herself. She's like Dreadnought. And yes. the table becomes Dreadnought. Yeah, so we've got Dreadnought back, but it's not the same Dreadnought. It's not the same Dreadnought. Because they all... They so we ever, learned that they... You get a Dreadnought, and you get a Dreadnought. I yes. I wouldn't mind. Yes. I did, no, I do not want a Dreadnought. Um, what? Like, the Dreadnought would, like, defend you. It's not like, you know, it's like... Yeah, but it's an, evil ro- it's an evil robot, essentially. Yeah, but it, it will, obeys your command. They're just will trying kill. to save the fucking civilization, Mike. Okay, sure, sure, yes. The, the stakes so are we have, high, if you think about it. Obviously, they're the villains, but literally, they're trying to, like, prevent the collapse of their civilization. So. Yes, and they think that sending the Protostar back and killing the Federation before they reach them is right. going to save their, Correct. their um, society. So... Yeah, I'm. I am not entirely buying that. I'm not a. You know, this whole story is very. I mean, there's certain aspects of it that make sense to me, but I think that. Um, I just think it's very short-sighted. That I I think it's very convenient that the protostar shows up and they suddenly realize we can, we can stop all of this. It has nothing. It was all the Federation's fault. Sure, which I'm, I I'm sure I, I don't current problems. I mean, I, I feel the Federation. It sounds like the Federation was kind of like a catalyst for what may have already been there. If anything, you know, yeah, I I think it was there. I think what like I think that that's just convenient blaming. But of, at the same time, I would I would also I wouldn't put it past the Federation to not intervene, right? Because they wouldn't intervene, like in oh, yeah. the war, like they wouldn't they wouldn't step in. So, no, but to blame the Federation for the Civil War, I think, is a little weird and not really great. So, I don't know. Um, so, that's my struggle with that. Um, and the fact, like, did we really get a clear, I mean, and maybe we didn't, and maybe I missed it, or I don't know, but... Like, how does the protostar end up in a time warp that shoots them 50 years in the okay, future? Okay, so here's my understanding of the timeline. Here's my understanding. Okay. So the protostar was launched in the early 2380s. Like, like after Voyager comes home, a few years later, you know. Yes, yes. Chicote sets out. So the date I remember, I remember from reading about this is 2383. Okay. So Chicote sets out for the Delta Quadrant, and... They get caught in a temporal anomaly that shoots them at least 50 years into the future because we know that the Federation makes first contact with Solemn and then over the course of 50 years, basically the entire civilization collapses, right? We know this. That, that's correct. So if we assume in the 2380s, it ha- that first contact happens, 50 years later, civilization is over. And then post that, post-apocalypse, Civil War, the pro star shows up. So at least 50 okay. years. Yeah. And then they play with they tinker with it. They, they, they hold Chakotay and Screw captive. They put their last construct on it, contract living contract weapon on it. I, I don't know, you know, they didn't go into that on it. 
But then Chakotay takes command of it remotely and sends it back into the past through the anomaly. So we know it goes back, and we know that at least the Diviner and who's the other one? Who's Essentia now? I don't remember her name, to be honest. Okay, whatever. So Diviner yeah. goes back, and Diviner has been searching by 2383-ish. He's been searching for 17 years for the Polar Star. We know this, right? Because he he said even this episode, he looked I looked for seventeen years, and that's and that's where we are now. So that so we know the pro star was around basically like the Viner basically arrived in this time in the twenty three sixties, right? Yes. So we also know that the pro star probably arrived before him and got stuck. In Tarzamora, somehow that we don't know. We don't know how that all happened yet. But he's been searching for seventeen years, so we can assume that the Pro Star came back sixty-seven plus years, maybe. Okay. <laughs> and wow. Ryan has really... been searching for seventeen years up until where we are right now in twenty-three eighty-three ish, twenty-three eighty-three, twenty-three around this time. So this is my understanding of the timeline. I feel there are some variables in here that still need to be fleshed out. Um, it is possible that the Pro Star arrived after the Diviner and got stuck in Tarzamora, but I don't recall exactly how many years he was searching for the Pro Star on Tarzamora specifically. That I don't remember. Wow. Uh, I need a PowerPoint and a I'm sure, timeline. I'm, someone, I'm sure someone has written like a timeline or, you know, yes. put together a timeline or something. Um, I, I can't seem to find. Azenzia has only been f- around for three years. So she arrived in like 2380 or so. Okay. So she infiltrated Starfleet. Um, we don't know if there was an instant Asensia that she killed off or if she. But three years is a very quick timeline to join Starfleet in because it's at least a four-year program, because Kirk was able to pass in three years, right? So most likely she killed an ensign and took her place. Mm. Right. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I don't see, I can't see, how, you know, it's doubtful. Okay, I don't see a new name for Asensia yet. So no, I she has a name. Think... She says it. Yeah, I, it's not in the memory it's alpha. It's not memory alpha? I, I, but I'm glancing really quickly. I would think it would be highlighted. It is not. So, um, yes. Oh, and there's also this, the order. Um, remember the Correct. order was created? Um, that's what they both. Uh, oh, now known as the Vindicator. The there Vindicator. Thank you. Um, yes. So. Vindicator. Um, there it is. So yeah, um, man, so that's a, have, like, that's a lot like, of conf- that's a lot of like a lot of strings I mean, there. So this one, I'm like, how is an eight year old supposed to understand this? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I can barely understand this, and I, you know, I could use a could use a PowerPoint for it, PowerPoint. and probably even then, I'd still be um, confused. So 
Anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think like, the yeah, it's a little too confusing, but it's fine. So at least we know Ch- Chicote is alive. He's in the future with his first officer. Oh. Don't know about the rest of the crew. Um, and what was the other thing I was going to say? Shoot. Oh, then. Janeway, Vice Admiral Janeway goes to Essentia's quarters and gets knocked out by the Diviner when she comes right. when she comes in. Um, as she sees the Vindicator and Dreadnought. Um right. and um her captain's her personal log or whatever that was on that I saw today or whatever went a little bit deeper into her suspecting that maybe the Diviner knows more. Like kind of gives some off the like not some stuff that was in the episode, but gives. Like, when did you report it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. On the way um, to apparently on the way to on the way to, quarters, yeah, on, on the way to the she quarters. recorded this. Um, um, so anyway. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that it's annoying. But I have a feeling that Ensign Essencia is going to pretend to be Janeway. It's going to be annoying. Oh wow! Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're ruining that. You're ruining that. You've basically ruined the whole show for me now. Now yeah. she's going to become Janeway next I year. Hate that go I hate to... moles. I hate moles. I hate when people impersonate <laughs> other people. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um, yes, it's horrible. But I have a feeling that's going to happen. I mean, yes. it makes sense. So anyway, now we're we're in this situation. Now we're going to go now back to the story. Right. Now, now we're going to go back into a story. Maybe the Protostar crew saves the real Janeway or something. Who knows? Right. Who knows how this whole like mimicking of like how Asensia became or the Vindicator became Asensia, how that's going to work with Janeway. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I would imagine you have to keep Admiral Janeway alive. I don't know. Who knows? Know. Anyway. So, all right. Well, Anyway, I'm here for it. It's the only Star Trek we've got on TV, new Trek. But um, it's, yeah, I'm glad that we kind of know the whole story now or most of the story. And now we're going right. to get back. I wish I'm it assuming wasn't the- as much time travel. I feel it's a little unnecessary, but mm, yeah, it's fine. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. But um, okay, there we go. We'll uh, we'll find out more about it. I'm sure. Yeah, probably in the middle of the second season, kind of like this episode. Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I, so you got to figure that we're. I don't know. Did have they? They've been cleared for two seasons, so that's forty episodes. We are at the sixteenth episode. Right. Um, they're clearly working well into season two now, but who knows when we'll get that. Um. But yeah, so we have twenty more episodes after this season wraps up. It's a lot. I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna bet money that next season is about Chicote. Okay, I, I I think that's great. Money I think uh, I think these are the sorts of things that bring in the adults. You know, bringing in like at first it really was just a children's show per se, mm-hmm. and then we get the whole like at the you know at the tenth episode we get the whole. Vice Admiral Janeway showing up. Right. Or was it the ninth episode, ninth or tenth episode? We get that. Uh, the tenth. Yeah, I think it's the finale of the first half of the season. Yeah, we see the Dauntless for the first time. Yeah. 
So, I, you know, I think they're slowly bringing in the, the rest of the Star Trek family, i.e. the adults for real. Like, so now it's sort of Voyager part two or whatever. But it's like, who is it for? I don't know. I mean, it's for people like us, but I don't know. I just don't know. That's the thing. I just don't know, like, the audience. Is it, is, is it too? I mean, it's definitely for kids. Everything that, you know, everything that this is, uh, you know, geared towards is for kids. So, except for this little bit of story. Are we done? Is there anything else about preludes for us to chat about? No, I think that that wraps up uh, preludes pretty well. We didn't even really dig into the rock talk and um, zero storylines, but it's okay. It's pretty straightforward. We now know the whole crew and right. You know, we, we don't know Murph's story. We don't know Murph's story. So that's about it. And we, you know, well, we know the Vindicator's story now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, so, we yeah. just don't know all of the Vindicator's story. Like, did she kill? We also don't know all of Chakotay's story. No. Cool. Well, Mike, do you want to give a shout out to our sponsor? Yeah, absolutely. So Fansets sponsors... Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. And they are the purveyor of fine pin collectibles. Uh, outstanding quality, just an amazing workmanship, and an incredible team who, who runs fansets. So um, if you head on over to fansets.com and look at the new releases. So for early December, we have a new Lieutenant Commander delta from the future imperfect um timeline and we have a my le- another one of my least favorite characters thankfully it's not peanut hamper but uh it is from lower ducks the frozen badgie pin oh. has come out um badgie, yes yeah badgie yes also not a favorite of mine um There is a new Star Trek Prodigy logo pin, uh, as well as Murph's Christmas pin is still available. Might have to send that off to you, Johnson, for your... Mm -hmm. Because I love all the pins. You love all the pins and you need more Chotskis. But (laughs) this would only be a Christmas Chotski. So it doesn't need... You know, it goes in a box for 11 months out of the year. It goes in a box... Um, they also have something that I really like is the Europa mission pin, which I think is kind of cool. And we did talk about Lieutenant Savick earlier. Uh, they do have a autograph pin from the Robin Curtis Lieutenant Savick. So um, that along with a autograph pin from Doug Jones, uh, friend of the show, I will say. Yes. So, um. So, yeah, so head on over to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins into your basket. And uh, if you use the code TrekGeeks, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your order. And if your order is more than $30, you are going to get free shipping in the United States. Uh, and, I, you know, they do ship them out pretty quickly. So it's still a great gift if you know someone who uh, enjoys Star Trek or, or any of the other... Um, fan shows that they have uh their uh they have ultraman they do have gift cards so you can get that they have pin accessories so they can uh they help you display your pins 
they have Lost in Space and a bunch of others. So head on over, give them a bunch of love. They do a great job. And we want to thank Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. All right. Well, we would love to hear from you all. When it comes to Prodigy, where do you think season two is going to go? Do you think Chakotay is going to be saved? We want to hear all of it. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Deep Space Pride. And you can also email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Or at least Michael yeah. would love to hear from you. So. There we are. Well, I mean, you've been responding to stuff, some DMs uh, as well. I so, own DMs. Well, oh, are you that are, the, are you that DMs. popular that you receive? No, you receive? I just there are too many forms of communication. It's just too much. I can't. There are. That's why I want the chip of my head. Just ping me. You know, ping my head. I only like check like eight different platforms. Just sure. Saying. Sure. Yeah. Just saying. No, that's. That's hard for it's fair. For, it's fair, you know. Um, cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Appreciate you all joining us. Um, see you yeah. in two weeks, where we'll talk about episode eight, eight, and nine, seven and eight, seven eight. and eight, seven and eight, seventeen and seventeen and eighteen. Oh my god. Okay. Seventeen and eighteen, and uh, it'll probably be our final show of twenty twenty two. Oh my god! So, because it's that'll be the week of uh, Christmas. Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, oh no, the week going before up Christmas. To Boston this week, right? This weekend. Yes, we're going to Boston for Dennis has a medical conference, so we're going up to Boston for the weekend, and uh, that's why we're recording on a Tuesday night. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be up there for the weekend, coming back on Sunday sometime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then we're going back up for Christmas as well for a couple of days. So, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a little bit of traveling. Uh, not to a warmer climate, which is what I prefer to no, cla- travel anything, to. But colder, but here we are. Yes, here we are. It's winter in the Northeast. So, yep. Um and you're you're going back to Staten Island for Christmas, right? So right, yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. Wait, so when are you going to be in Boston? What days? Well, I, we leave on this Thursday in two days. No, 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 for Christmas. Oh, don't know exactly. Yeah, figuring that out. I mean, twenty three, twenty four, um, twenty five, probably. You mean so. Christmas Day? I would imagine so. Yes, but the you know a day or two before that as well. I get it. Yes, you know. Cool. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so our next episode will be the last of 2022. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about our Star Trek New Year's resolutions. Okay, sure. Things that we want in Star Trek in 2023. Sure. Um, and oh, Things along that. So yeah. Have you figured out your, your, uh, your mantra for next year? Do you have one? I have one? not. So I don't have one yet. I mean, it's still, yeah. Still figuring that out. Do you yet? In progress. No, I need to think about that. Yeah, in progress. Yes. Yes, it's got the in progress bar and it's uh, (laughs) It's like downloading 10 or 10 or 15% along, you know. So it's it's like on dollop. It's like very slow. 
So maybe we'll talk a little bit about, um, yeah, our New Year's resolutions, if any, or our theme for next year. We'll figure it out. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. We appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, we will see you back here in two weeks. Bye, everyone. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.